I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, projects that aim for a feeling of reality. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode... 299 verisimilitude. And I have to say that I know I am dragging my heels as I head into the next episode. Partly, I feel like I am careening into it, barreling that direction, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be. I am dragging my heels putting on the brakes, skidding to a stop. I have thought about skipping it all together and coming back to it when it feels right. Now that wouldn't be odd at all, would it? Just bypass that one and move right on. The numbers, the ordering, the sequence, the dot to dot probably only matters to me. Probably only matters to me. But skip it. Yes, skip it. Because right now it doesn't feel celebratory. It doesn't feel like a big deal. If anything, right now feels ordinary, static. Changes that are happening are steps backwards. My boxes are being drawn tighter and tighter. No way out. Nowhere to go. No doors to open. No curtains to sash. Are there even windows. That's life, this gradually shrinking box. And then there's the CMP, the podcast and this whole show, this thing that I do, the show, which is more often than not just a sliver of life, a single beam of light into the corners. And in that beam, I see, I pick up, I examine, I ponder, stitch together tidbits of thought and exploration, the bit-by-bit piecing of a personal map tracking the here and now and the what has been, circles and meandering lines and connections, flags on a map, lessons of hindsight. Right now, lots of formed and then unformed plans, nests being built twig by twig and string by string, hopeful, optimistic, brave, sure, whimsical, believing, stretching, reaching, trusting, and then being dismantled, twig by twig, string by string, doubt by doubt, waves of doubt, one step forward, arms open wide, reaching two steps back, walking headlong into the winds, two steps back. There is so little communication. Sometimes it leaves me perpetually unsure of the grounds below me. Unsure of the direction to take. Unsure. The silences are vast. There are so many failed attempts to reach out, to reach others, to connect, to find meaningful planes of communication. I prop my cards one against another carefully and then one atop another bravely. But the angles are off. The geometry is missing. Triangulations fall short. I trace the dashed lines, the points on a page. The quickest way is a straight line. Find a penny, pick it up. 
silence. All day long you'll have good luck. Silence. Divergence. I looked for that penny every day after that. Someone picked it up. Or maybe it was the wind. It would take a strong wind. But maybe it was the wind. That show will stand out for me. The cadence, the pastiche, the blending, the collage of moment and illusion, of sight and sound and memory, of smell. I keep pushing into the winds, walking into the winds, listening, thinking, reaching into the silence. And stick by stick, and thread by thread, I unravel the nest. I build I unravel, I build, I unravel, over and over again. Real and not real. True and not true. Truth and half-truth. All stories are constructions, even the ones we call true. Our memories are reconstructions. We piece things back together, moments filtered through interpretation, through time, through observation, through what was actually recorded, noticed, tucked away. Beginning, middle, end, denouement, action, perspective, timeline, character, narrator, voice, all stories are constructions. There have been moments of writing. I look away. I let my fingers channel the words, pin drops on the page. I close my eyes, feel the darkness around me, listen to the stream of the words in my head, syncopated with the tapping of keys. Stories unfold in the stringing together of moments, in the gluing in place, dozens of bits and pieces of picture begins to emerge. But words miss, words miss, connections miss. Maybe there is no way to fill all the missing, to close the gap, to be known, to be understood, to make change, to consider that there is another way, to be known beyond the surface. Several times recently, I have talked about serendipity in my matter-of-fact, often very sardonic approach to the world. I do actually make slight concession for moments of the universe speaking. That's always how I talk about it. The coy, the license plate that said believe, the books at the library, the random finds. These stories have all been shared recently, recently on different shows, Threads of such whimsy. Moments of circumstance, irony, the odds. These moments, appreciation of these moments, these moments underwrite the CMP. They underwrite my own constantly shifting evaluation and sifting and awareness and weaving as I move day to day and as I move drawing to drawing. Some days that is my only creative act at this point. That is my only creative act at this point. Some days when I sit down at night and I draw a few hours of drawing and those drawings right now are for the most part attempts to draw the people I see in the photos I choose as my inspiration for the day, my subject for the day. Some people draw abstractly. Some people exaggerate or work in the realm of caricature. Some people work very geometrically. Some people work with shapes. Some people draw people that to the outside viewer look nothing like the source or the model. And this is art. Some people use no model. And this is art. Some people draw from their imaginations. 
and this is art. Some people draw from their memory, and this is art. And some people, many people, draw what they see, are trying to draw what they see. And this is art. This is the making of art. I am trying to draw what I see. That is what I have discovered I enjoy. You can go back and listen to the lazy show. Drawing what I see is what I enjoy. Trying to convey what I see in line. Trying to understand light and dark. Trying to capture shadow and form. I've gotten better about drawing what I see. In the short time that I have been doing portraits, I know that I have gotten better. Because by doing, you get better. But ultimately, it doesn't matter if the drawing really looks like the model. The drawing will always look like a person. At least I know that much. I count on that much, and I believe in that much. That is a core foundation. Eyes, mouth, nose, hair, we see, person. Even when things are out of line, flattened, skewed, this is too big or this is too small or the angle is off, we see person. But the quest to capture a likeness is the one that I embrace right now. But I respect other approaches. I respect other approaches. I respect that each of us is doing something that we enjoy and that it may not be the same thing. There are so many things we can be doing. We need to do what we enjoy. But we need to respect the differences. We need to respect the differences. I know that my approach, even to realism, doesn't come close to others. My realism is still line-driven, hatching-based. It's different than what other people do, I know. But it doesn't matter in this conversation except to the degree that I am saying that I think realism is valid. Why would I even need to say that? People have been realists throughout history. Art history is filled with realists. Realism is valid, valid, but it raises a lot of questions. I look at my fixation at the personal benefit that I find in doing what I am doing now. Even if it's the only thing I'm doing, I at least am enjoying it. It is a routine that works for me, a daily task, some variables removed from the equation, which makes things easier. This is my comfort food, just like macaroni and cheese. Sitting down and drawing each night is my comfort food. So why even question it. I'm not really questioning it. I'm questioning why people need to defend doing what they love. Why we can't just embrace difference. Why we can't just embrace the reality that some of us enjoy a different kind of art. Some of us may be more abstract or may be more whimsical or may be more imaginative, or may rely on color, or may be black and white. And some of us like realism. Here are the dominoes for this week, the few moments of weirdness that all lined up in the way that I notice. So I was flipping through the pages of a book on sketching, and it is a book I really want to read, and it is a book I will talk about. 
And I'm not going to say what this book is right now because I don't want to talk badly about this book at all. I know I'm going to really like it. But I read words that basically eschew realism, words that somehow put down the realist, the person who likes to draw real things or from reality or try to make something look like the real thing. And I was so disheartened. Here's what I read. And to make it worse, it's on a page called The Right and Wrong Ways to Draw. Quote, if you want to reproduce something just as it is, you can turn to photography. Of course, drawing can reproduce, but the strength of sketching lies in one's own position, one's own way of seeing. Drawings that attempt to imitate photos seem, unsurprisingly, stiff and boring. Adding or removing a component, drawing over or caricaturing an element, making mistakes, this is what brings a drawing to life. I read those lines, and I just sunk. I felt crushed. Why this need to put down the fact that some people really enjoy drawing what they see and trying to draw what they see? I snapped a photo. I drew a box around the words. I wanted to send it off to someone and say, hey, help me understand why what I am doing matters. Help me feel okay with what I'm doing. Help remind me that reality is valid, that capturing a likeness is valid. Remind me of what I already know. Remind me of what I already know. But this little part of me, this voice in me, kept going back to that. This makes them stilted and boring unsurprisingly stiff and boring. And I think about the silences and the lack of response and the lack of exchange. I think about all kinds of things that go along with my own attempts to share and connect. And I couldn't shake those words, stiff and boring. Maybe that is my problem. Maybe my attempt to draw what I see just isn't enough. But how can that be? How can that be? I am making art and doing what I love. Remind me what I already know, that all of these approaches can coexist. Remind me to just look beyond these words. I like this artist and his whimsical work. I like this artist, but I don't like people who have to put another approach down in order to justify their approach. I don't like it in life. I don't like it in art. Your way of doing something does not invalidate or make stiff and boring another approach. I just don't get the why of it. I am certainly cranky these days. I don't respond well to the tone in people's comments. I don't respond well to silence. Maybe there is no middle ground and maybe there is no way to win. Maybe there is no way to win for any of us. There are reasons I keep backtracking, unraveling, doubting, and reading words like these in books, words that somehow feel like they trivialize the art that right now is my art, was unsettling, and it was frustrating. But then I was reading a book, a fiction book, a book by the author of a book of short stories that I picked up, and the few short stories I read had a really powerful impact on me. So I picked up a novel at the library to see how a novel might go. And on one page, early on, I read the word verisimilitude, and I stopped. I saw that word, 
and thought, wow, where has that word been? Haven't thought of that word in such a long time. It really struck me, and I folded down the page to come back later for the quote. Verisimilitude, such a great word. Verisimilitude, the appearance of being real. It is an idea, a concept at the heart of some storytelling, at the heart of some drawing. There is in these drawings an attempt at verisimilitude. Of course, it is translated through personal style and voice and medium, but that word, yes, I should talk about that word because that word is all wrapped up and tied together with what I'm doing and what I enjoy. That's what I was thinking at the time. And then several days later, I sat in the library and I listened to an old episode of this podcast two years ago. Actually, one of a pair, an A-B pair, two versions of telling the same story. And as I listened to the version I had on, I heard myself say verisimilitude. That word came up out of the blue in this podcast. Things come round and round. Echoes. Stories being crafted and told and partially told and layered, and then shuffled and mixed again and again, cut apart, re-glued, pieced back together, layered, constructs and structures. Beginning, middle, and end, triangulation and straight line alternately working to chart a course. Verisimilitude. There are things I do not draw. There are styles of art I greatly enjoy and admire that I do not do. Things I am content for now to just enjoy, but have no interest in doing. I'm happy to have at the very least found a creative space, a creative doing, something that I really enjoy. There are even styles of realism, though, that I would like to do, but I don't. Things I am unwilling to do. I'm unwilling to capture the raw reality of my space, my contours, my existence. What I have found in portraits is something harder to explain. And I may or may not ever really be able to capture exactly what I see. But at the process of doing it, the attempt at verisimilitude, who is anyone to say that this approach to art isn't meaningful? Maybe it is harder sometimes for people to respond to. Maybe. I don't know. I think that varies by community, by space, by stream. But be careful how much you take words you read to heart. Don't let them alienate you. Don't let them detract from your passion. It is so lonely sometimes doing what we do by ourselves. It is hard at times to hold on to whether or not things we do have meaning. Sometimes all that is certain is that the process of creating has meaning in and of itself. So hold on. Don't listen. Trust in what you do, what you love, what excites you to create. I am the art. The art is me. That is it for today. That is it for episode 299. And I have to apologize. There may be a dog snoring throughout much of this episode. The new foster is behind me, and I brought him into the room thinking that that was the best way to contain him, and I forgot about the snoring, so I hope it was not a huge distraction. As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. 
The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. You can also find me in the Creativity Matters podcast group at Facebook. You do have to request to join. And a thank you to those of you who support the CMP at Patreon. I very much appreciate your support. You can find out more at patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone. 